Hello and welcome. My name is Father William Astry, and this is another edition of Gabriel's Trumpet for Thursday of the fifth week of Lent, March the 30th. Our reading this morning comes to us by way of the book of Genesis, chapter 17, verses 3 through 9. Genesis 17, 3 through 9. This particular passage is one of the most significant in all of the scriptures, certainly in all of the Hebrew scriptures or the Old Testament. It is the conversation between Abram and Almighty God. Abram, before he is Abraham, is Abram, and uh, God will give him a new name, as we will see. He will broaden his name to Abraham, the father of many nations. Jesus gives uh, Simon Peter a new name, Simon Bar-Jonah, son of Jonah, will now become Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, Jesus says. When uh, Saul encounters the risen Lord, uh, on the road to Damascus, he's given the name Paul. So the giving of a new name, names are important, names are powerful. When we meet someone for the first time, one of the first, if not the first things we do is we say, hi, I am so-and-so, I am uh, the name signifies who one is. It's more than just an identification tag. It is supposed to be an association and a revelation of who one is as a person, as that unique person. And it says something about ourselves. When one enters into a consecrated religious life, one takes on the name of a saint, so has to identify and hopefully emulate those particular virtues and qualities and life of holiness that that particular person has. We have a baptismal name, we have a confirmation name. So names are powerful, and um, God will bestow on Abram a new name. This particular passage begins with the establishment of the covenant, the covenant between God and the Israelites. He says to Abram, my covenant with you is this, you are to become the father of a host of nations. No longer shall you be called Abram, your name shall be Abraham, for I am making you the father of a host of nations. I will render you exceedingly fertile, and I will make nations of you. Kings shall stem from you. I will maintain my covenant with you and your descendants after you throughout the ages as an everlasting pact. To be your God, 
and the God of your descendants after you. Right off the bat, we see that God is faithful. God is faithful to his word, even beyond the lifespan of Abraham on earth, the descendants down through the ages. And we know that the covenant with Abraham will become the new and eternal covenant, the perfection of that Abram covenant in the person of Jesus Christ. Next Thursday, a week from today, Jesus will offer the new and eternal covenant in his body and in his blood, the holy sacrifice that we enter into every time we offer the holy sacrifice of the Mass, we become one with the Last Supper. We have a seat at the table with the apostles, with Jesus as both the priest who offers the sacrifice and he himself is the spotless lamb who takes away the sins of the world. He is both the one who offers and the one who is offered in that perfect eternal sacrifice of the Eucharist. There is, there is no further covenant to be offered. This is the eternal covenant. And I will drink it new with you, Jesus says, in the kingdom. And now, now on earth, we who are called enter into that eternal covenant. We have that seat at the table, the seat at the table with the apostles. Every time we eat his flesh and drink his blood, we remember the death of the Lord until he comes again. It is also, it, it points us to the future. It points us to that time beyond time. It points us into eternity, the food of eternal life. Jesus says, every time you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you will have life in you, eternal life, and I will raise you on the last day. For my flesh is real food, my blood real drink. And that's why we believe through faith, and we know through the scriptures, that the flesh and the blood of Jesus are real, and they are holy and completely present in the Eucharist. And God is ever faithful. And that turns to us, doesn't it? Are we faithful to the covenant? Are we faithful to the covenant? Do we receive the body and blood of Christ? And we say, Amen, so be it. But we are being nourished, cleansed, renewed, purified, so that when we are dismissed from the offering of the holy sacrifice of the Mass, and we are told the Mass is concluded, go in peace, we go into our everyday world. We go beyond the church walls, beyond that physical structure. 
and we go into our everyday lives, our home, our places of work, our schools, our neighborhoods, and all of the things, all of the places that we touch each day. Do we live Eucharistically? Do we live thankfully? In our times of weakness, in our times of temptation, in our times of fatigue, in our times of just weariness, do we turn to the Lord to be renewed and strengthened? Or we lift it up again with the Lord? In our times of stumbling and falling, in our times of sin, do we turn to the Lord to once again be cleansed by the blood of the cross? The Eucharist is not simply something we receive. It is something we live. It's something we're called to share. It's something we're called to witness to in our everyday lives. And so God, who is faithful, makes the covenant with Abram, who will be Abraham, millennia, millennia ago. And it is fulfilled in that new covenant in the person of Christ. God does not give his word and then take it back. Or it's yes today and no tomorrow, or it's not a maybe, or I'll think about it. God's word is faithful. And we who have been baptized, we who have listened to the scriptures, we who have received the body and blood of Christ, we are called to be faithful as God is faithful. And not simply in our mind or on our lips, but in the very way in which we live our everyday lives. To live as a Eucharistic people in the Holy Presence each time, each time the Mass is offered and we participate. We too offer sacrifice. We too are lifted up with our Lord and Savior. So as we draw ever closer to the holy city of Jerusalem, we're on the outskirts this coming Sunday, Palm Sunday, the triumphal entry of Jesus into Jerusalem. Will we enter with the Lord during these past days and weeks of Lent? Have we traveled with the Lord have we been faithful in walking with the Lord? It's not too late. It's never too late. Let us, let us enter with the Lord, especially on this coming Sunday, with Palm Sunday, as we prepare for the holiest of holy weeks that's just ahead. Let us be strengthened in the Eucharist. Let us be strengthened in the reading of Scripture and in our daily life of living Eucharistically. God is faithful. May the same be said of us. God bless you.